Hello, everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. It may be lonely at the top, but it's a bitch at the bottom. My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking today? Dude, I'm tired, but I am <laughs> drinking a Wybor Gold Brown Ale. It's Florida's own handcrafted beer. That does sound good. I think it's going to make you more tired, though. Mm. Probably. So, <laughs> I have a beer today. Do I don't you? remember if I've drank this on the podcast before. It's the Abita Purple Haze. Uh, it's a, I believe it's a lager. Yeah, with uh, raspberries added in. Ooh, it's let me see the bottle. Good. It's pretty good. It's uh, It's got a nice ah, little nice. design, too. The only thing I don't like about it is their packaging. While nice looking, it's like, it uses a different six-pack box where you have to like put your fingers in these holes at the top oh. and then carry it around the grocery store like hanging off one finger. And I'm like, okay, I could pretend I'm a strong man here, but I would prefer the typical design <laughs> with a real handle. It's okay, though. That's why I hate I'm the- like one of those people who refuses to use a grocery cart. Oh, same. So I'm like always like muscle in a basket in one arm and my beer in the other arm. But hey, anyway, today's catchphrase is it may be lonely at the top, but it's a bitch at the bottom. And that's from a uh, that's from Jennifer Rissinger. Rissinger. I don't know how to pronounce that. Hopefully I got it right. One of those two times. <laughs> and if you want to send us your own catchphrases, we are on Twitter over at, at Money Matters Man or on Facebook. Just listen Money Matters. Send over your hilarious catchphrases or movie quotes or whatever you want us to read and we'll read it on the air for you. So today, mm. Andrew, uh, this episode is uh, on its face about burnout in, in like yeah. general terms. <laughs> We want to talk about that because burnout's a very real thing that can happen in someone's career and it can really affect your ability to progress, which uh, if we had to tie it into money, I think the tie-in is obvious there. I, I feel a like bit it's of a step away from money, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it's this huge like pink elephant or white elephant or whatever, like just, uh, you know, cutting the episodes down. I kind of like went a little hermit on everyone. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I, that's what I was going into there. This is uh, this is an episode that we hope is helpful to people in general, but it's also uh, I'm I'm gonna have you explain like what's going on with us, like what's going on in your life, because you've hit a little bit of burnout, right? Yeah, yeah. I th- I, this is like the second time I think in like my my career or careers that I've uh, I've hit the wall. Like I, I hit the wall, but I'm going so fast I go through the wall <laughs> and like possibly another wall. So did I know you during the first one? No, no, that was um, that was like post Lehman Barclays oh, and okay. like a lot of people I knew were fired and, you know, overworked, underpaid. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, uh, so the second time, and I, you know, I want to talk about it, but I don't really feel like I'm like through it yet. But I, I, I could definitely recognize that I where you would normally do things and save money, you know, like say like you mow your lawn and then you don't have to pay someone to mow your lawn or like just all things in your life. Like I, you want to having to pay for more things cause you're like demotivated. Yep. And like, you, plus hmm. the thing about burnout is like part of what helps you not spend frivolously on crap is having like a thing. Willpower. Yeah. Not, well, not just willpower, just like a thing that like sucks your time up, like a, a project of productive, you know, of productive origins and when you burn out, you kind of just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix and then you kind of like fall into retail therapy. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all bad. And I don't know, like I flirted with burnout before, too, you know, where you just get to the point where like, 
I've been doing this for too long or it's too stressful or there's like not enough return and it gets hard to, to keep going on. Right. I, I think we also were the type of people. And I think a lot of people have this where they put like way too much pressure on themselves or they have mm-hmm. like certain expectations that don't even need to be l- that high or whatever. And just, to constantly have to like, dude, I, and I know you're you're also young and and you're doing really good with your videos, but like you have to release a video every week, and you didn't one week, and you were like torn <laughs> up about it, and like you, you no one like no one's paying you to release a video every week, like it's totally you, like your thing. Yep. But uh, and then people were asking like. Where's the video? Are you going to bi-weekly now? I'm like, oh God. <laughs> no, I'm just moving. <laughs> and and the whole thing is like everyone's like sending you these emails and then you just feel so shitty for like missing <laughs> like everyone's expectations like just went out the window. Yep. I, I don't know. I think it, the one thing that we've done, mm. uh, and I got this like kick in the pants from, from listening to Sean McCabe's podcast is he just talked about the, uh, the consistency, mm. like you've got to be consistent and publish content. And I, and I, I never really that. did that in the past, you know, mm. for the first few years, my website, it was just like, I write whenever I feel like it, maybe there'll be five posts a month. Maybe there'll be 10, who knows? Uh, and then eventually it got to the point where it's like, Nope, there's going to be a podcast every week. There's going to be a video every week without mm. fail. That gets tough. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it can start to feel hamster wheelie a little bit. And even if the results are good, uh, it can still like, there's just still the concrete fact that your time is being taken up and your creative energy is being sapped on a regular basis and it can get hard. So let's talk about specifically what's going on with you. Have a seat on my couch. I'll put on (laughs) my psychiatrist glasses. (laughs) So I, um, I, I'll blame it. Well, you know, I, I actually like to take all the blame. It's definitely me. And I think that I had all these aspirations where I wanted to take things. And, um, like, while I was running, I was doing stuff. But not, you know, I guess it all hit me that I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to be doing. That mm-hmm. I was dropping the ball in a lot of places. And I wound up, like running so hard so fast that like my day job was in a perilous spot you know i felt that listen money matters was in a perilous spot and i felt like my marriage and like friendships with like people and my family were like i basically took it to the point where like i felt that everything was just about to like explode yeah well you know that Ron Swanson quote, like the don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing? I love that, dude. Like, do you feel like you got to the point where you're just like, I'm I'm like just barely keeping every plate spinning, but they're all wobbling? Yeah, and it's, you know, like um, you're juggling with all these balls, and some are rubber and some are glass, and I'm dropping them, and luckily they've been rubber so far, but the glass one's going to fall, and yeah. so I, I needed to like hardcore put the brakes on and like re- like re- like I need to reevaluate and start with something and make it awesome again. You know, and yeah. just kind of like go around the ring. And so. I think that's important. When I read there's a book I read called The Motivation Hacker mm-hmm. and the author talks about these things called success spirals. I may have talked to him about them on this podcast before, but it's basically, you know, spiraling patterns of success that give you more motivation, the more ability to do more. Uh, but when you fail, it's can it can be very hard to just jump right back to that insanely high level of performance you were at before. Mm. 
And I'm actually in that right now. Um, do like the New York trip. And then I had a trip after that and a bunch of things. I sort of fell off my habit train. Mm. Um, and I had like, I think 20 habits a day. There's no way I could jump back on that. I'm, I'm down to like eight right now. What? So, yeah. A lot of my things I'm not doing, um, which I interviewed the creators of habit RPG and they mm. gave me some good ideas and they were like, yeah, just make a priority tag, put the most important things there and the rest of them just like slowly add them in as you go along. So explain to me, how did you decide or, or did it just happen that like, which habits fell off and which stayed? You know, and uh, it so basically, I was like, I need to do only what is essential, mm-hmm. so I can prove to myself that I can do it. So I think my early wake up thing is like the the keystone habit of everything. So I'm going to keep that. Obviously, like taking my vitamins and brushing my teeth; those are easy, mm-hmm. easily done. Planning for the day is very important. Checking my calendar is important. Eating breakfast is important. So I have like all those like very easy to do and very essential ones then I'm getting them all done. So now I can start saying, okay, I, I think I'm back in my routine. I'll add in the workout again, or I'll add in daily reading again. It, it kind of reminds me. So I think maybe part of the cause is I, w- I was running so fast and I had, I was always obsessive about my to-do list and mm. about mailbox and inbox zero and all of those things. And it was like, I, 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 I felt like they were almost holding me back from the speed that I could achieve or something. <laughs> so I started to leave them a little bit, you know, and yeah. just like let the, the, the emails can sit for a few days. And you know what? Um, I know what my to-do list says, but uh, it's not exactly what it needs to be right now. But I, I know what I need to do right now at this moment. And yep. so I just kind of I left them and. I, I wound up doing a lot of things that I didn't need to be doing that weren't important. And I've only just gotten back into like the to-do list. And like, I feel like leaving the to-do list was the cause. Like I just, I lost focus. I lost like direction. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, you know, there's these branches in the road that can trip you. You don't know which is one it's going to be, but I call it derailing. Mm. Um, when I was first building my morning routine, there were little tiny things that could derail me, like stupid things like not knowing where my headphones were. That would keep me from going on my morning walk. And if I didn't do that, I'd be like, screw it. I'm not doing anything. And <laughs> then I'm eating ice cream in front of my computer or browsing Reddit for two hours. <laughs> I, I wish that was exaggeration. That, that has happened. Um, so I get it. And I mean, like, for you, you know, you had like changes at your day job that are coming up. That's mm. that's a huge monkey wrench thrown in there. Yeah, and that was a big, yeah. It's it's tough because I know like we have amazing team members that help us with certain things. Mm. Like we've got Candace, she's amazing. She does so much. She and we've got Laura doing scheduling. We have all these other people that help write and and like rep our stuff. Mm. But at the end of the day, like we have to learn things. And we have to show up and record. And my ability to do that is limited because I run a very full-time thing. Mm. So, like, it's it's still, like, even with all the delegation we've done, it all heaps onto you. Like, a lot of that does. Yeah. So. And, and I, I feel very selfish with it. Because I'll tell you what, like, um, I could step away and kind of just, like, shit around and whatever. But, like, you know, Candace, like, the world is on her shoulders. Like, she keeps it running just as, like, any yeah. single piece you know, kind of stops and it it just all kind of stops. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I mean, I could complain for hours and hours (laughs) and hours. It actually feels great. And especially because I don't have to pay you to do my therapy session. It's true. 
But I actually I want to I want to kind of talk about like look, uh, burnout happens. You may be there now, or you've been there, or you feel it's coming on. And so like what like have you done to avoid it? You know like and what can you do like to come back from it and maybe like make sure it doesn't happen again because shit like I, I feel like if I don't learn through things like these and failures then it was a waste but if i have yeah. a burnout and it's like terribly dramatic and whatever by learn then it was a really valuable experience yeah and i want to make sure like we'll give some general tips and things i've learned here but i want to like bring it back on like what are you going to do to get through this mm. so we can we can make this a productive therapy session sure yeah <laughs> but so, so i've never gotten to the point where i'm like i'm so burned out that i'm not going to write i'm going to go watch netflix and that's it uh, but I have flirted with it where it's like, I've been working at 10 p.m. the last four nights and I still get up at six and start working immediately. What the heck is wrong with me? My girlfriend's pissed at me and I'm starting to feel like bitter towards it. Mm. Uh, so a few things that I've learned about burnout is one, you're very susceptible to it. If you don't have clear separation between your work and your like non-work life. Mm. And for a, piece, a person like me, I work at home. Uh I can walk out of my room and pretend that I'm not in the office, but I'm basically always in the office. My laptop can go wherever yeah. I want. And I have to use like time as the clear divider because location isn't a divider for me. Uh, if I don't, then I can always feel like I'm working. My brain doesn't turn off. You know, I don't, mm. I'm not the kind of person that can come home from work and be like, that stuff doesn't matter until 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's, it always matters, you know? Right, right. Like 9 p.m. last night. Oh, no. Google PageSpeed says my website's not fast enough. Well, we need to spend 70 hours coding improvements right now. No, so that I is so like, me. You've like just yeah, described me. Yeah, exactly. So I got to be like, okay, I'm going to go play last or not last of us. What am I playing? I'm playing Uncharted 3 right now. Mm. I'm going to go play that at seven and I'm not going to think about my business after that. And I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend and do something with her mm. or I'm going to go for a run. That helps. Um, just, like forcing myself to do something that doesn't have anything to do with my business gives me a break from the business. Mm. Like, I think, I think the one thing you have to realize is like, you're not, you're not your thing. Like it is your thing, but you are not it. It is not you're like, you're not the Borg with a little computer chip <laughs> embedded in your head. That is less money matters. Mm. It's the thing you work on and you work on it with a lot of passion and a lot of time, but it can't be all the time. Yeah. Because it doesn't give, it doesn't give in proportion to what you put into it. You know? You know, I have this like weird, I mean, maybe I, I just don't understand it where I feel like in order to build a thing, like a, a business or whatever, and be successful. And I have talked with many people who felt the same way. And I don't know, I'm sure to some degree you do, but like you have to have this like degree of obsession, like about it. Yeah. And just like you live it, you breathe it, you think it, it's just always there you're constantly trying to find a better way to improve and so it's almost like well how did you do it all for two years and whatever <laughs> or eight years and it's like well because i was fucking obsessed about it yeah. and and then like when the for me like the brakes hit you know and i slowed down and now it was so it's so hard like dude over the weekend i put uh maybe 10 hours into uh criminal minds just like watching oh, yeah? tv yeah yeah and it's like to get back to that level, you have to like fall back in love, you know? Yeah. It's one thing that scares me kind of off topic. But one thing that scares me is like I'm now in this nicer house mm. and it's like, 
are these like trappings of like ultimate comfort and like niceness going to make me like less scrappy and like less willing to throw myself into stuff? Because when you're in a dorm and like your life is like stupid friends over playing Call of Duty, even when you want quiet, like it's very easy to be like, okay, I can escape into my thing and build it. Mm. But then when you're like in a huge ass house with a bunch of friends over all the time and like you can go grill on your deck, I don't know. So there's a balance there. I think I'm still like suitably obsessed with my thing that it doesn't matter. And going out and grilling with my friends is a good thing because that is separation from my work. And you need that stuff. And I think that's like maybe the, the part of the solution is like controlling the obsession. You know, like you yeah. said, like setting like time barriers or like physical barriers because I, I let the laptop creep into all areas of my life mm-hmm. that it should have never crept. You know, And I do think another thing is when you go relax, not all the time, but sometimes you should like let yourself do something that isn't just like completely consumption based, like something that's also productive, but isn't your thing. Mm. So like Anna wants to build a garden in the backyard and I'm going to help her build the container boxes and like lay the soil and plant everything. Like that's not Netflix, right? It's productive. It's like it's work, mm. but it isn't this work. Or like when we moved in, I had to set up the whole bathroom and like drill hooks into the walls and set up the shower rod. I freaking loved that. Like it was work. You know, I, I like that so stuff much. too. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you reminded me. Like, yeah, and like just Mr. Doing- Money Mustache talks about it. He's like, oh yeah, a new house. That means like I get 10,000 hours of good old fashioned hard work. <laughs> like I'm getting excited about that now, even though it is work. And as a kid, I didn't like it. But now I'm like, yes, it's not banging away at a keyboard <laughs> yeah you gotta like build things and once you have a place you feel like you need to have a hammer a screwdriver and like whatever and like do shit with it yep like fix outlets or something oh it's fun yeah uh martin had a flat tire in his car mm. and like i had to change it for him and i was like i'm actually really really happy i get to change <laughs> this tire <laughs> like i'm learning a valuable life lesson right now yeah i remembered how to do it i've had to do it once before in my own car with like the jack that comes in your car and everything. Um, but I was like, cool, this is going to solidify my ability to do it. <laughs> and it's not banging away at a keyboard. Um, one thing. So another thing I want to talk about mm. with uh, regards to fixing burnout. One thing, this is more applicable to the average person who may not have an obsessive thing they're building. Uh, there's this concept of this like bucket of stress you have. Mm. And I don't remember if it's like stress that pours in or if it's like, non-stress the pours in it's been laid out several ways the way i think of it is you have these inputs at the top that are stressors and then you got a little hole at the bottom that is like the stress pouring out when you do fun things uh it is very important to realize that you are a limited uh container for stress it can overflow and when that happens bad things happen Hmm. from burnout to health problems so you either need to reduce the amount of inputs or widen the hole at the bottom so more can flow out. Huh. Um, now I have like algorithms in my head for dealing with stressors that come up to reduce their like net stress. Mm. Uh, so it could be like, okay, is this thing in my control at all? No. Well, then I'm not going to let it stress me out. Or could it be fixed with like a little bit of like uh, mental effort? Okay, let's fix it now instead of letting it be put off. But a lot of things, they're just going to be high net stress events no matter what you do about them so you have to do lots of stupid things to counteract that and make the hole at the bottom wide i call this the uh the cronk method to dealing with stress because Emperor's New Groove is one of my favorite movies <laughs> and cronk is the best character in that movie 
and he's just a freaking idiot. <laughs> but he's like always happy and never stressed out. And I'm like, that's how to live your life right there. Talk to squirrels and be stupid and always be happy. So just find stuff, even if it's like acting like a complete idiot and jousting with your mattress or mattresses in the halls with your friends or I don't know, laying on the couch backwards or something. Just do dumb things that make you happy because that reduces your stress. Yeah, and maybe uh, get rid of certain things that cause you stress. I, I feel like we mm. just we do things that we set rules for ourselves that don't need to be so. Yeah, and then and then we have like more stress for no reason at all. You know, it's true. Yeah, is that is that rule for your life uh, worth the stress it causes? Like, can you mitigate it? But mm. if not, like, is it worth it? You know. So. What are you going to do about your stress and your little situation here? So, okay. So I'll, I'll tell you what I've kind of been doing. First of all, everything like screeched to a halt. Thankfully, we had episodes recorded. There wasn't really like a gap per se. I mean, it wasn't a gap for a full week. Yeah. Um, and I uh, refocused. I, I guess I ever felt like everything was holding on by a thread. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, listen, my matters was an easy one to stop and it was a big one and then i started going to like my my job and like improving it and fixing it and making you know like going out and grabbing beers with the dudes again and just kind of like remembering why i liked it originally yeah because the whole thing is like you can choose to like okay i'm gonna put more time into my job or i'm gonna care more but there's something that happens between that decision and when you actually really do enjoy it and it becomes like a good thing in your life again. And so mm-hmm. it was that with my job. And then, you know, we've been hanging out with friends more. And I've been trying to spend more time with Laura. And so I'm trying to um, not like solidify, but just improve the individually the pieces of my life again. And like yeah. get back into process. Yeah, and I think that's good. So, and how that affects Listen Money Matters is that for the time being, at least, we're going to go to weekly episodes. Mm. Um, I think you sent out an email about it, but for those of you who are not on our email newsletter, we that's what we're going to do for now. Um, that is part of the reason. The other part is that I'm going to be going to Japan for over three weeks. And then like the moment I get back, you're it's going like, to yeah, the day after like you get back or something. Yeah, then I'm going yeah. to Machu Picchu. And so it'll be like a, is that a month. Week? Uh, yeah, so a week. So yeah, it's like a straight month where neither of us can record, or, and I don't want to work at all. I mean, I'm I'm gonna try. I don't know how well I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna try to get stuff in the can. Dude, you cannot work. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, like easier things that I can do for the month of May, just to be like, hey, I'm alive, but I'm gone. I might just do like selfie videos or something i don't know <laughs> dude because i'll say and now that you brought it up and i'm remembering like one of the major stressors for me was just knowing that we had to get through and record through this hump yeah and then it's just like the amount of work we have to do today for the future and like as soon as it was decided that it went from three episodes to one episode it was like mountains of like stress <laughs> like off my shoulders and I can breathe again. Yeah, and because if you're taking a vacation, it shouldn't be stressful. So, dude, like, maybe you need to go into a vacation mode where it's just like you take three full weeks off and, like, nothing's released. Or just go, you know, like, bare bones. Yeah, I may be like, yo, Ransom, can you write articles for these three weeks or something like that? I can do that. Wait, did you hear that? 
I think that was him saying yes already. I think it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to this podcast in the future. That's right. <laughs> sends back messages to the past. But yeah, I get... And see, and I'm, I'm guessing you probably have the same worry that I do. Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh man, if I stop the consistency, then like the growth will stop. Or yeah. like, I'll never get to that point where I want to be, where it's like full-time, or like it's making X amount per month, or it's getting me somewhere. But... You got to think long term and like you can't do that forever, right? It's because you don't want to do it forever. Yeah. And it's like a marathon, not a sprint. And the thing is, you could sprint for X time, but you got to take a break. You got to slow it down. Yeah. There was some article uh, on LinkedIn that I saw the other day. Mm. And uh, it was some dude who's like in his 50s now. And it was like 13 career lessons I wish I knew when I was 25. Um, The one that stuck out to me is, is like, don't always be firing on all cylinders with your career. Like if you have kids kind of put the career in the back burner for a while because you want to have those years when they're young and you can actually spend time with them. If yeah. you're smart, if you're driven, if you're ambitious and you already have a few years put in, then it's very likely that your career is going to sort of take care of itself as long as you're there to stoke the flames, mm. but don't just like ignore everything else because you're not going to get those years back. Like your kids will be adults one day. And I'm like, okay, I don't have kids, but that makes a lot of sense to me. There need to be times in your life where you're like, I'm going to give my, all my attention to my girlfriend mm. or to something else, you know? And I mean, there had to be that time, you know, because like you didn't like, uh, ha- like have any of those things happen by putting in like that five minutes every week. And then it just like, no, you had to put like an intense amount of time. And like a short or intense amount, a short period of time. And then it became a thing. And I think like the scary thing is whether it's like the job or the side hustle or the girlfriend slash wife or whatever is you can't like then take that for granted. And be like I built it and it's there. And then yes. you go to the next thing. It's because um, ah, like, you know what? When you're loading the Sims, uh, the game, they have all those things like combobulating, whatever, scroll by. And it says friends are like flowers you have to water them and yeah most things in life are kind of like that where you keep that's water. a thing yeah. yeah i don't know if it's like a fallacy in the mind of guys or a fallacy in the mind of guys like me or if i'm just an idiot individually but it can it can seem tempting to like view and i don't think this is explicit i think it's more subconscious mm-hmm. but it can seem tempting to view like getting a girlfriend and building that relationship as a project that yeah. happened. And now it should be self-sustaining and she should be doing things for me. Even if I don't have time to reciprocate, that is complete bullshit. Yeah. Because we're, I mean, so I totally resonate with that. And I, I know because I've been there and I think the thing is, um, oh, I just, I just space cadetted shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to jump right back in where you space cadetted. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's total BS because that person they, they got with you because they liked something you did, you know, ah, or and, liked and something about you. You put in some effort. We're all and, like, people. There's this expectation that like you should continue to provide happiness to that person. And that's an active process. You know, it's, it's not like 
oh, I love you because you did these things 10 years ago for me. So now we're just in love and you can go ahead and not hang out with me because you've got other things you're building. No. And you know, like that's fires so, have to be stoked. So I got it. So that's like the logical thing when you're like removed a little bit, you're here, they're there, your brain is not theirs. But if you think about yourself, like every day you have whatever insecurities that you deal with and you have your mm-hmm. own motivation struggles, your own willpower struggles and doubts and they do too. And so like, while you're confident in like, this is good. So I'm just going to let this kind of ride right now. They, mm. they have the insecurities. So you kind of need to both always be counterbalancing each other's stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Cause if you, I mean, if you've ever had that thought, like, man, my girlfriend hasn't really done anything like super crazy for me lately, like out of the blue. Well, then you should ask yourself like on the flip side, When's the last time I did that for her, mm. you know, cause it's very, I mean, people just tend to, we're like electricity, you know, we take the path of least resistance unless mm. we deliberately choose not to. And with all the stresses of life, it can get to the point where, you know, the other person in your life takes a back burner because it's easy to take them for granted. You know, you're in love or, or you're married, which seems even more secure. So and that that's like the that's like the trap of stuff like marriages because you are lulled into this sense of like security where you mm. really have to be like same with your job or whatever you have to be like you know hyper vigilant all the time yep. and, and you should be if you care yep your marriage is not a job at the post office no no it's not <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anybody who works at the post office i just assume that uh what well, government jobs are more like secure mm. so they you say view your marriage is like a startup that's right there, there you go yeah so <laughs> they say who knows if that's actually true there's that classic image of like the government pension and all that stuff mm, i wish that's still a thing uh so i think some government employees still get pensions i know laura's parents both will have pensions mm. i've never had the option of a pension i wish well, you don't work for the government True. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> other companies had him too. Uh, Laura's dad, he works for a private company, non non government, and uh, has a pension. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Like he just like lucked out. He stayed there for 30 years or whatever. And he's I had gonna... sort of assumed that pensions were just like gone in the private sector now. Oh, yeah. You can't get them now. But if, you, if you've been investing into it for 40 years, like, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if like you could sue the company for like taking it, you know. Yeah, that makes shit. sense. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, that's, I think those are kind of like my initial thoughts on burnout. Mm. Like you have to, you have to sort of get yourself out of whatever is causing the stress on a regular basis. You have to put a stop to something. You have to make a difficult decision Yeah, and like turn something off or whatever. You need to fucking chill and you need to focus on what matters. And I do, I do want to mention one thing. I don't think Mm. this applies to you, Mm. but you do have to do the hard thing and ask yourself, is there something I could be doing more efficiently? Like the quitting it is not the only option or like Mm. cutting down your involvement is not the only option. There may be ways you could keep up the same level of output, but, but like cut down the amount of stress or the amount of work it takes. So tell me, do you, it sounds like you may have an idea. Well, cause I mean like I I have known that in the past that uh, I'll find myself working like 12 hours a day Mm. But five of those hours were on Reddit, just like procrastinating. Mm. And then I never got any real break. 
Like that's the whole concept of high density fun, which I think we did an entire episode on. Yeah. You have to make sure that I'm doing real in actual fun things that are memorable. And as a, or as a, a necessary counterpart to that, I'm working efficiently during my work time. Mm. It may not be that the answer is only, I need to cut this because it's stressing me out. It could be that I need to do this more efficiently and deliberately during the day so I have time to recharge. Because I think the recharge time is more important than the actual cutting out of the thing. If you, at least, as long as you have that time to recharge, you know? I agree with you. Because a lot of times it's just you don't have time. Like, whatever thing you're doing that's causing you the stress is also like removing the time you have to recharge your batteries. Mm. So recharge them. (laughs) Recharge them well. So I, I think this was pretty awesome. I definitely appreciated kind of complaining. You know, <laughs> getting the state of things out there. Uh, What's by, that word? Cathartic? Is that what it is? Cathar- yeah, this was very cathartic. Providing psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions, causing yeah. catharsis. Yeah, I, I think I actually became more motivated just doing this because we haven't <laughs> recorded for like three weeks or something. No, we haven't. And it was actually it was getting a little bit worrisome. Yeah, like, where's Andrew? <laughs> so I hope that we can like clear the air with this episode. Yeah, so I, I think to, that was to recap for now, weekly for now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll still be doing guests, but also be doing solos. And we have some I mean, cool guests coming up. We have this yeah. Bond dude who like trades during the day, and like just all Larry Ludwig's coming back on for a few episodes. And nice, yeah, fun. cool people. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. We'll be doing more solos. Five questions are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to the future. We want to do some new segments. We just have to wait until we've got time to do them. Mm. And I mean, it's hard, but I think after the vacations are done, then we can start thinking about like new creative venues. Yeah, we need like vacations. Like, so I don't know about you, but I go on vacation and I'm like off. Like I'm, I'm like, like people could, my building could be on fire at home and I'll like deal with it when I get back. I'm I'm really bad at that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm bad at working on vacation but i'm not bad at thinking about work on vacation so i need to improve that i may like read the news because i i like reading the news but like actual doing stuff or caring about any of the no i'm all i'm all vacation though i did see you a uh, picture of you on the beach reading i think it was the intelligent investor oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is a vacation all right <laughs> <laughs> Well, well vacation uh the fourth book in the demon cycle series came out and i'm a huge fan of that so that yeah. is like my high density fund right now who writes that peter brett he actually lives in your town D- really in hoboken mm-hmm. no i'm not in hoboken but oh, i consider new york. new york city your town yeah yeah so wait, what's it basically called? means everyone lives in your town that's right the first book was called the warded man the word w warded like oh. w-a-r-d-e-d I freaking love that book. Uh, Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness recommended it to me. And I was like, this is really good. Oh, I've been wow. waiting for the fourth one to come out for so long. The pictures of like what this dude would look like in the book is like ridiculous. All the tattoos. Oh, I know. It's so badass. Ah, oh, man. I can't wait to read it. All right. So before we close out, <laughs> I, I have one request um, for the audience. So, oh, good. It's not for me. Yeah, no, not for you. You, you do plenty. Off the hook. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if you're listening and you made it through this episode and, and you like what we do, um, you want it to still be a thing, 
I, I just like really need to hear from you. I need you to like just be like, Andrew, yay. And then there's something. <laughs> I, just send me something. I, I need I need a, a bit of motivation from you guys. I need to remember the people that um, appreciate this. It helps a lot. Cool. That, that's All my right, selfish ask. <laughs> well, you can you can send those over to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also subscribe to this show on iTunes. Um, and you can also leave a rating and review, which also helps. And that's a good expression of, uh, the, yes. love of the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> there, there are often times I'm feeling like not so motivated. And I just read the reviews. I'm like, ah, oh, God, I love this. Yes. And speaking of reviews, today's review, <laughs> I can't remember if I read this one before, but it's I so good. It I, I couldn't remember if I'd done it, so I'm going to do it anyway. This is from Supra XATZ, and they said, I listen to this show every morning, Holmes, for three straight hours when I'm working essay. <laughs> Keep it going, my dudes. I'm listening straight from the barrio, bro. I don't know what the bra. barrio is. Barrio? Brah. Sup, brah? Chill, brah. It's like that, that surfer dude from Community. Uh, yeah. Barrio is... It's a fantastic review. It is Thank a Spanish that. word meaning neighborhood. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, if you want to leave a review like that, that'd be awesome. Yes. But other kinds of reviews are cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can do that on iTunes. And also, if you want to find our favorite money management resources and tools, naps, and books, and all sorts of stuff that doesn't include butter churners and George Washington's teeth, we can probably get those linked up. Yes. Listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox is where you'll find those cool things. So... Thanks again for hanging out with us. Thanks for understanding that we're reducing frequency for a while. Yeah. We still got stuff coming at you every week and articles on the site. Yes. And all sorts of other cool stuff. So thanks to everyone on the team for sticking with us. Seriously. For dealing with me. God, I'm yeah. such an asshole. I just like disappear for a month and I'm like, God, Andrew, I know, I know. Fuck. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with us and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. See you, man. Later, dude. Tell your friends about this show.